And there's the Terminator. <laughs> I just saw uh, Terminator Dark Fate last night. Oh, how was it? <laughs> I loved it. Really? Okay. Like, I loved it. Uh, I can't stop thinking about how much I liked it. I was blown away because I had, you know, I had decent expectations based on the fact that, like, Roxy really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. New era, baby. Welcome to After Live. I am your brand new host taking over. Yes, I know it's weird. Sarah, um, super excited. This has been a great week. You know, we have a new Collider Live, new After Live going on. I'm not alone, though. With me is one of my co-hosts, Mike. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) My other co-host with me is Sean. Mike, you sound much too happy. I don't like it. What? This is exciting for us. This is a new chapter in Afterlife for us. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I yeah. feel like it's my two brothers that are just going to pick on me, oh. and it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Um, but we're not alone. With us, we're so excited. We have the current Schmodown teams and Intergeekdom Commissioner, the 2018 Manager of the Year. She's going to be the manager of the Fife Club once again, coming back, and the brand new co-host regular of Collider's Jedi Council. We have Miss Emma Fife. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. I mean, what great timing with uh, you saying like this is the all new after live. It's a new era of Collider Live and Jedi Council, uh, which we're getting started with shortly. At the time we're recording this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. Very excited. Very excited. Stole uh- my line, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just excitement all around (laughs) great word so we can go ahead and just jump in let's talk about schmodown a little bit you are currently right still the commissioner for i am yeah and until the end of the year uh because i won that job last year in the uh commissioner bowl um which it was funny how that whole sort of thing came about because a lot of the time um you know as we're kind of going through with schmodown i think that with that Schmodown Spectacular, Christian just wanted to do something akin to the Manager Bowl that we had done the year before. And so he's like, oh, we're going to do this Commissioner Bowl. And he's like, do you want to play? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. Thinking like, oh, well, Christian's the former singles champion. He's playing in this. There's no way that I'm going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it just uh, it just kind of worked out. <laughs> so it wasn't it, your plan to ever, like, become commissioner? No, not particularly. Uh, oh. but it was funny once, once, uh, we kind of started going with the, um, as, as the storyline was kind of taking shape. And obviously, you know, Tom and I have had a thing going on for years at this point. Uh, <laughs> it, it kind of was like, well, if we're going to have Tom in the commissioner bowl, like trying to win the commissionership, then I also definitely need to be involved. So yeah. again, that uh, it's all, it's always been about just trying to take down Tom, which uh, didn't work out in Florida. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> He got really lucky with his round three uh, choices. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that was just whew, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's a game though, and I I think you know, in his uh, interview after losing the belts, Mike Kalinowski was talking about the fact that it you know it's a game. There's there's elements of it that you can't control. In a perfect world, if you could control everything and you could always get your strengths, then 
you dominate every time. It's like if you get a category in Jeopardy that you're really strong in, like you're going to run the board piece of cake. But sometimes it just doesn't go your way. What's the difference between a manager and a commissioner? I mean, I think for me, uh, with being the commissioner, it's, and, and for me, that's sort of secondary, been secondary this year to me running the Patreon, which has kind of been my big focus. Um, cause mm-hmm. I think there was a lot that I wanted to do there in terms of kind of building up the Schmodown community that I think has, has worked out in a really nice way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's as a commissioner, you're like, your job is a little more unclear because it's kind of largely based on what Christian wants to write storyline wise. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, when you're a manager, regardless of what kind of storyline stuff is coming up, you know, your job is to be there for your team and to support your team and, you know, kind of guide them on the path to victory, uh, which is obviously um, something that I was uh, rather successful at mm-hmm. during my uh, stint as a manager, particularly where Clark and Rachel are concerned. So, And on top of running the Patreon, uh, you also run the Discord server, right? Yeah, I built the Discord server for mm-hmm. uh, the Patreon because I wanted to have a way that it was easier for me to communicate with people. Um, the I hate the messenger um, part of the Patreon page app, all of it. I hate the Patreon app in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's garbage. It's horrible. Uh, and the Patreon messenger, the problem is that it's like, if you message a bunch of people, they, everybody perceives it as their own individual message. So someone will respond to it and then you have to like dig through and try to find the mm-hmm. response. And I was like, I just want an easier way to be able to communicate with people and for everybody to be able to communicate with each other. Uh, and so that's why I built uh, the discord server for Shmodown patrons, because I think that one of the things that was really nice with launching the Patreon and this, you know, goes back to Brianne running it um, in 2018. But I think that it really came to show everybody that there were a lot of really nice supportive Schmodown fans out there, which isn't to say that it was a horribly toxic fan base. It it wasn't, but it's just that that served as a way to kind of unite all of the people that really care about this thing and get a lot of enjoyment about it and, and kind of found a way for them to all connect. And so I just figured with putting that Discord server in place that it would be, you know, just a, another step in sort of forging this really strong uh, fan community. Yeah, and it's really worked because there's a fan league going on over there, isn't there now as there well? There is, yeah. We've got a, a Discord fan league, uh, and I actually called one of their exhibition matches, oh. which was really fun. Um, it was, uh, you know, the daughters of a couple of the competitors. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Um it was adorable. It was a team's match. They were so cute. They dressed up like it was great. Um, but yeah, so, and again, it was like, it was just this way of being like, Hey, here are all these cool people that like a similar thing. Let's find a way to put them all together. Um, and I think that that's something that I have definitely seen in particular this year in going to live events is that there's this really cool, like, 
camaraderie that's developed amongst the people who go to the shows. Like there was this one girl who came to the show in Florida and she had messaged me and said she was really anxious about going because she'd never gone to anything like that before. And, uh, and you know, I, I kind of wrote back and forth with her and said, you know, I've never felt like unsafe at these events. Everybody that comes is really cool. Um, and, you know, here's kind of how everything should time out in terms of, you know, when things get started, when we'll be done with photos, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so she came up to me during the VIP photos afterwards and she like freaked out a little bit and then sent me a really nice email that was like, oh, I just wanted to say, hey, that was me. And thank you so much for, you know, kind of talking me through my anxiety about going. I'm so glad I went. I had such a great time. Everyone there was so cool. And I just, I met all these great people. And so I, I think that a lot of the best friendships really are born out of bringing these people together that like really specific things. And it makes people feel like, oh, I'm less alone, even if you do, say, live in some tiny little town where nobody else likes the same obscure 80s anime as you, um, <laughs> that, but, you know, with, with the internet and, and with things like the Schmodown and Discord servers and, and, and social media, like that, that is the positive aspect of the internet is that you, it brings these people together. Yeah, the internet's not all bad. It's Some not all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. Uh, so I, I have another, I have another kind of uh, off of the schmodown question. Sure. Uh, Sarah, Mike, do you guys have anything else to ask about the schmodown before I derail the conversation? <laughs> I was going to ask, what was your favorite live event? Oh, my favorite live event. Uh, it was probably Chicago. I have to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that whole Star Wars celebration weekend was. It, it was magical. I, uh, I, again, we were talking about how the internet isn't all bad. If you look at the internet, it often looks like Star Wars fandom is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But my experience going to Star Wars celebration was that Star Wars fandom is awesome. Uh, everybody was there because they like Star Wars and they were there because they just wanted to get together and enjoy this thing that they like. Um, and it, I felt just so accepted by that whole community. Like I would walk around the floor at Star Wars Celebration and every like five to 10 feet, somebody would recognize me and they'd get excited and they'd be like, Oh, Emma Five, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, are you sure Daisy Ridley's here? Like, you- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, and I mean that crowd in Chicago, I mean, it was a thousand people. It was just nuts. Uh, so that was unbelievable. Uh, though, the Orlando event, we had such an amazing audience as well. And that Houston event, like actually doing the showdown in a wrestling arena was pretty cool too. Okay. So, uh, uh, hear me out before it gets weird. Uh, okay. I did, I did meet you at E3. Um, oh, okay. I was, it? yes, yes. It was Hi. very awkward. Uh, I was trying to go. I was going to go play Final Fantasy, uh, seven. Oh, I was make. probably hanging around the square. Bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I did, I did bump into you, uh, and very awkwardly said hi. But my question was, it looked like you were kind of waiting around to play the game. Did you get to play Final Fantasy seven? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I did. Um, actually there's a, I, uh, have a review of the demo on my Instagram and also on the Collider gaming channel, I want to say. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played. Um, the uh, good folks at 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 Square Enix are uh are are pals of mine. So oh, good. I have a little hookup there. Um, but yes, I did get to play, and it was freaking like unbelievable. It was the battle system is so so much fun. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god, it's great. I loved it. So so yeah. you got to play too? Yes. Yes, I did oh, get to man. play. I just came in and they were throwing tickets at people and I was like, oh, okay, oh, nice. yes, I'll play. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, those little like Shinra, like, yeah. uh, uh, train tickets, those were dope. Yes, it was awesome. A great experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game was awesome. So besides the Final Fantasy VII remake, mm. what was your favorite thing you played at E3? Hmm. That was a while ago. It was a while ago. I'm trying, I think I played, uh, uh, the demo of, uh, oh, Luigi's Mansion. It's like the okay. best. I mean, it just came out too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's like the best Ghostbusters game. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> kind of like Fire Emblem Three Houses is the best Harry Potter game that's not <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, the game's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Luigi's Mansion is dope. So, Emma, um, mm-hmm. I know that you were a theater major. I and certainly was. <laughs> I, since we were told like you were coming on the show, I've been super excited to talk theater with you because I have no one to ever talk about it. <laughs> so, um, I also was a theater major in college uh, for a little bit and then I transferred out. Um, but I just have a f- like a few questions about theater. Sure. Um, what was your favorite show that you ever did? Um, my favorite show I ever did was probably Company. Mm. Um, the Stephen Sondheim musical. I played April, the dumb flight attendant girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> it was real fun. Uh, and my buddy Jake, who played Bobby, uh, he was, he just wrapped up being in, uh, Kinky Boots on Broadway. And now he's in like a new play that I'm totally spacing on the name of, but it's, it's like a play. It's not a, mm-hmm. not a musical. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's really, really excited about it. But yeah, probably company. Uh, I just love that show. I love Sondheim. Oh, me, um, me too. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And knows, yeah. I, I love, I love Soundham. I actually went off on this podcast about, um, uh, Merrily We Roll oh, Along. Oh my God. I've been listening to Merrily We Roll Along. <laughs> I freaking love that show so me much. Too. And especially like being somebody that is in the entertainment industry living in LA. It, oh my God. It just, I, I'm like, I need to be in this show. Like I want to, or I just, I want to produce this show. Like, I don't know. I love it so much. This is the first person that I've ever said that to. That's like, I love that show. Cause oh, it's so like, good. I, oh, it's great. I saw it at like, one of the local colleges and I knew nothing about the show, but I went and saw it and I was like, this is amazing. Like, it's, yeah. It's yeah. We it's- did a, my senior year, we did a like musical theater review class and, Ooh. um, you know, we we're just doing like bits and songs and stuff from different shows and everything we did. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Sondheim, Gettle and Lacusa or just Sondheim and Gettle, but it was, you know, like we basically were like, let's do weird composers that don't yeah. <laughs> make melodic songs. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we did a bunch of stuff for Merrily We Roll Along, and that was when I really, uh, fell in love with the show. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, so, I have a question. Do you think, you know, there's a lot of, like, stage actors and, like, famous Broadway stars, like Sutton Foster, uh, mm-hmm. David Diggs, who are, kind of have a harder time, like, when they transfer to film and TV, like, really becoming those big stars. 
Why do you think that is? I mean, it's, it kind of let's circle back to, I was just talking about my friend Jake, uh, who's I'm going to look up the play that I'm literally going to look on his Twitter right now and figure out what this play is because I feel so bad that I cannot remember the name of it. And also it's apparently amazing and I would love to promote them. So give me a second. Uh, 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 da, da. It is called, come on. Anyway. Um, but I mean, one of the things that, that like Jake and I were talking about when I saw him um, in New York, when we were there for Schmodown was, I was like, you know, we, uh, said like he said it was crazy to him that he was even able to get the name of the play is the inheritance okay um, that he was able to get an audition for this very serious play mm-hmm. having his credits be spider-man turn off the dark Kinky Boots, <laughs> and pretty woman the musical yeah you know what uh, i mean like that's that's a lot of what it is i think is that people are like Oh, you know, th- you, there's obviously some exceptions. Like Brian Darcy James has had a very, yeah. very um, successful and serious uh, career in television, in particular. But yeah. uh, you know, I think that's exactly what it is. It's that people are. It's harder to be taken seriously when you're like, "Cool, I'm thoroughly modern, Millie." You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't mean those people aren't incredibly talented. They are incredibly talented and more often than not. And I think, you know, comedians go through this a little bit as well with mm. trying to make the transition into doing drama. And more often than not, they're insanely good at drama because in a lot of ways, comedy is harder. Um, And it's the same thing, I think, with musical theater. It's just that people are like, oh, musical theater, it's all fluff and, and yeah. tap dancing. <laughs> Yeah. Is there a show, do you like point out one show to people when they say like, oh, all musicals just like Sound of Music or The Music Man? Oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would point out things like, gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, like you look at a lot of the Sondheim stuff and that's very psychological. Um, yeah. I, I point to, I, I know a lot of people that do not love musical theater that are into like company in particular, cause that's just about like relationships and growing older and being unsure about you want. Um, yeah. uh, which again is something that I, that super resonates with me as an adult. Um, uh, I love one of my favorite shows is, uh, City of Angels. Um, okay which is a like jazz musical uh mm. and it does and it's a cool like back and forth of basically this guy is he's like a um like pulp fiction author he writes like detective novels uh and they're really really successful and so somebody in Hollywood wants to make a movie out of one of his books um mm. and so it's about like the screenplay being written and it's back and forth between stuff that's happening in the screenplay and what's happening in his real life and all the characters in the story are inspired by people in his real life and they're played by the same actor and it's just mm. so good um but i think too you know with, even with with things like the popularity of hamilton um yeah. coming around people are starting to realize like oh musical theater isn't all just sound of music this is all <laughs> rap and hip hop and it's also about the founding fathers like you know yeah. what i mean it's amazing <laughs> yeah it's great so i i uh i love that stuff and then you know Meanwhile, it's things, but then, you know, you also get more sort of traditional musicals. Like I just went and saw Anastasia, uh, at Pantages, um, which was great. It's very different from the movie, but it's still great. Um, but again, and that is certainly much more like traditional musical theater Mm -hmm. with like big numbers and stuff. But, um, but then like I saw a couple years ago at Amundsen, uh, 
uh, Fun Home, which is about um, Alison Bechdel. Uh, and okay. I think there's maybe nine people in the whole cast or, or yeah. even less. So, you know. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, switch the subject again. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't know anything about. Well, <laughs> well, there is. Yes. No, I, listen, I love Phantom of the Opera. Does that count? Uh, I love love Phantom. (laughs) Uh, but there is another show that you're starting very soon, uh, tomorrow, uh, Jedi Council and you're co-hosting with Ace and Ken Knapsack, right? That is correct. (laughs) Very excited. Some might say that I talk about Star Wars too much and they are very much correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really, just beyond thrilled to be working with both Ken and Ace. Uh, I, you know, Ken has been in my life professionally and personally for a long time now. Uh, and so it's really great to be able to be developing this show with him. And Ace is just, it's funny. There are people who are old school, like Schmoes No fans who all know Ace and are stoked about it. And then there's a, a handful of people that are like, who is that? <laughs> um, but, uh, but he's, he's so smart and he's so mm-hmm. articulate. And, um, we all had lunch yesterday and kind of talked about, uh, the kind of stuff that we want to do with the show. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. So. That is actually one of the uh, things I wanted to ask you about in mm. regards to the show uh, uh, coverage. Um, I know that I, I would probably say we are living in uh, a period of time where there is more Star Wars content being put out than ever before. Uh, among I would say that's the, true. <laughs> yeah, among all the books and the comic books and the TV shows. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not sure it's possible to consume it all. What? What is your guys's, um, I guess not plans, but ideas on what specifically you want to try your hardest to cover? Uh, cause there's a yeah. lot. I mean, obviously we're going to focus a lot on, cause, and cause I mean, you have to focus on the big things that people are more likely to be consuming because that's how you grow your audience is as people course. are looking for more coverage of that kind of stuff. Um, so there, we're actually going to be on Collider doing separate videos that are reviews of the Mandalorian from week to week. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to touch on it on our show. We definitely mm-hmm. are. Um, but it's going to be like a, if you want to see more thoughts, then go watch this other video where we mm-hmm. just really talk about the episode. Um, but, uh, one of the things that we're really focused on, and again, like we, uh, we've got contacts and stuff over at Delray who are gonna, uh, you know, continue to send us books and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do things like book reviews, um, and then, uh, in terms of comics and stuff, uh, I'm actually friends with, uh, Jody Hauser, who writes a bunch okay. of the Star Wars comics. So I'm hoping to have her on the show, uh, to kind of really give us mm-hmm. a, a good sort of lesson in where we are with Star Wars comics right now. Um, but yeah, so, and we want to do, uh, a whole series, like in preparation for the Clone Wars, um, animated series, because who knows if that's going to end up getting a separate video review or not. But, um, mm-hmm. one of the big things that we're going to be focusing on in the next couple months is kind of, uh, the, the greatest moments of the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. leading up to the release mm-hmm. of the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we really want to get back in touch with, like, the why, why people love Star Wars and why we specifically love Star Wars. Um, 
And, uh, uh, we're definitely going to be digging into some like Star Wars lore stuff every single week. And yeah, just, um, also, you know, going forward, trying to do a little bit more with sort of the Star Wars fan community, like maybe going mm-hmm. and learning the different, uh, lightsaber fighting styles at the Saber Build <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're really trying to move in the direction of the show being more of a show and less of a video podcast of people just mm-hmm. sitting around talking about the news. Awesome. Uh, hearing yeah. you say that you guys want to get back to uh, what people love about, or, you know, talking about what people love about Star Wars makes me very happy. Cause I don't know if you've noticed, but the fan base is a little, uh, uh, a little on edge right now. Uh, yeah, but again, like I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll circle it back to talking about my experience in Chicago at Star Wars Celebration was that it very much wasn't like that. Like that's everyone what I've heard. in Chicago was there to love Star Wars and it truly renewed my soul and it makes, <laughs> it really did. And it, and it makes it so much easier to ignore all of those negative voices mm-hmm. because all it is is a small group of people in an echo chamber. The majority of people out there love Star Wars. They want to be here to celebrate Star Wars and to just like connect with other people that love this space fantasy uh, about wizards with laser swords. You know what I mean? Like yes. that's what it is. That's what Star Wars is, you guys. Yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, yes, hearing you say that makes me very happy. I was already very excited for the new iteration, and I am yeah. even more so now. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, talking about new things that have just come out, just because I've been reading it, have you read Resistance Reborn? No, I have not read Resistance Reborn yet. Everybody has been it's saying re- it's amazing. It is. It's real good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I cannot wait to read it. I like, again, it, it started getting so much buzz and I went, Oh man, I guess I gotta read this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told somebody that it almost feels like the infinity war to end game. Okay. All it, right. It almost feels like this one is like, all right, let's rally the troops. And then in nine, this is our resistance. Um, yeah. I will definitely read it, you know, before yeah. the movie comes out. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I'll, uh, I'll ask you one last question about Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, or, or actually I have two more questions. The first one, of the new novels that have come yes. out, which one is your favorite? Uh, I really loved, uh, it, in terms of like the more recent one. My, my most yes. favorite of all the canon novels, uh, is either Catalyst, uh, okay. or Bloodline. Okay. Uh, I'm great. a huge Claudia Gray fan. I loved Master <laughs> Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Claudia Gray fan as well. I love Lost Stars. Lost Stars uh, is like... Lost Stars is great too. And there's a manga adaptation of Lost Stars. I've heard. I haven't yeah. seen it. It's but great. Lo- you can get it on Comixology. <laughs> yeah. Lost Stars is like peak Star Wars in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the last question, you did a show for a while on Hyper RPG... Uh, pencils and parsecs. That's correct. Yes. Yes. I had it written down, but then I scrolled away from it and I was like, mm, did I get the you name right? You nailed it. Um, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, that was running Edge of the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was an Edge of the Empire campaign that we did for almost two years. Um, pretty consistently. And it takes place, um, about, I, I think, I want to say maybe, uh, I can't remember if it was six months or a year after the destruction of the first Death Star. So okay. it's like in the in-between period between, um, Star Wars A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. 
Uh, and it was basically about this sort of ragtag group of ne'er-do-wells, uh, mm-hmm. who get roped into basically being, uh, mercenary, like errand folk, uh, for the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> So but of course it was very deeply connected to like their own ancestry. It got crazy. <laughs> I, I'm sure. So my question with that, I keep seeing more and more source books get released. Like I think they just did one for the Clone Wars or two for the Clone Wars or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Has okay, there been like has there been any talk about maybe doing another show like that with these new Clone oh, Wars or something? Yeah, I would I would freaking love to. That was like the most fun job I ever had. Emma, did you watch The uh, Little Mermaid last night on ABC? I didn't. I was at uh, Terminator Dark Fate last night, oh, but yeah, I have been that. seeing stuff about it, and I clearly need to watch it. <laughs> I watched a few clips, and I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what What have your uh, thoughts been on, like, the past? Have so, you seen any of the other ones, or? They uh have been, uh, oh, yeah, I remember watching Sound of Music. <laughs> And when oh. I was watching Sound of Music, um, once Otter McDonald sang, uh, Climb Every Mountain, I went, well, I'm out. Uh, that, that was amazing. Um, and that's all I wanted to see. So bye. Uh, wow. and then, gosh, Peter Pan, what was even going on with that one? Holy. Oh, moly. yeah. I don't think I've seen any of them. I've just yeah. watched clips and been like, oh. Yeah. Hairspray Live was okay. Um, yes, I did watch most of Hairspray. Yeah. Hairspray Live was pretty fun. Uh, and then. What else? There was Greece. Uh, Greece, I missed. Um, I, I <laughs> um and then oh, Jesus Christ Superstar was good. Oh yeah, but I that was like, that one. but that was more like just them doing Jesus Christ Superstar on a stage. Yes, you know. Um, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that they they brought in a powerhouse to play Judas for that, so yeah. they were like good to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they um, cast well. They get like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was like um uh uh Norm Lewis, I think his name is. He was in like Once on this Island on Broadway and yes. um a ton of other stuff. He was like so he was so great in Jesus Christ Superstar Live and he also it was like so refreshing because everybody else had all these like high tenor voices and he came in with this like really rich like baritone and I was like, Oh yeah, he's so great. Um yeah. All right, uh, Mike. Do you wanna do you wanna start our game then? Yeah, sure. This is rapid fire, a quick thinking game which involves yes or no questions and answer questions. Okay. Uh, it'll be three minutes. I will start the first question and we'll rob Robin questions, and you think of the answer as quick as you can, answering the questions. Okay. Harry Potter or Star Wars? Oh God, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Star Wars at the end of the day. No. <laughs> it's a hard question. That's really hard. <laughs> um, M&M's or Skittles? Oh, M&M's. Uh, favorite animated film besides The Lion King? Oh, uh, Little Mermaid. Have you ever been in a fight? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second, what? Uh, wait, wait, hold on, I'm, pa- I'm pausing, I'm pausing the time. <laughs> what? Clarify uh, that. Uh, I apparently might have punched somebody in the face on a St. Patrick's Day one time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought he amazing. was being a, a jerk to one of my friends, and I was not sober. <laughs> just, that's justifiable. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, okay. Like, All right. Yeah, and he didn't fight back over. or anything. He knew he was being he knew he was being a jerk. <laughs> okay, there you go. Perfect. 
Um, are you an early bird or a night owl? More night owl. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. <laughs> have you have you been blackout drunk? Yes. <laughs> uh, <That's interesting. laughs> do you want to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Uh, better Chris, Pine, Hemsworth, Pratt, or Evans? Oh, I'm a. Oh man, that's tough. I'm. I'm gonna. Oh God, they're all so good. Uh, <laughs> hey Hemsworth, because he's funny. I mean, they're all funny, but I love Chris Hemsworth a lot. Bacon or sex? Um, sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, a night at home or a night out at a party? Uh. Uh, I'm, I'm like equal parts introvert and extrovert. Um, I'm going to say party. Best film trilogy? Um, I mean, Indiana Jones without that one we don't talk about. <laughs> oh. Oh. Favorite candle scent? Candle scent? Uh, um, I have an autumn one that smells like uh, crisp leaves. And I, that's it. Okay. Um, have you seen a UFO? No. I don't think so. Who's funnier when having drinks, Christian or Ellis? Oh, Ellis. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not a hard question. <laughs> uh, spring, summer, fall, or winter? I'm a fall kind of person. Of the Collider Live crew, who would you like to punch in the face? Who would I like to punch in the face? Uh, God, um, you know, sometimes Josh McCuga. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I love him, but he deserves it, and he knows it. <laughs> uh, the most overrated film. Overrated film. Oh, God. I, listen, overrated, I don't know, is necessarily the word that I would use <laughs> to describe this. However, people have such a boner for office space. And I just, like, came to that party too late, and I was like, I don't get it. I don't care. And lastly, cake or pie? Um, pie. Yeah. Yeah, and... (laughs) There you go. That is rapid fire, folks. Woohoo! Emma, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Is there anything you would like to plug? Well, watch Collider Jedi Council live on Thursdays at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'm also on uh, SJU over at Fandom Entertainment, Screen Junkies Universe uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Fridays. Um, and yeah, I have another thing coming up pretty soon, but it hasn't been announced. So I can't Ooh. really talk about it just yet. Uh, but... Uh, Grace Hancock is also going to be involved oh. in it, and I'm so Ooh. so excited to have her on board for me. so. That's all I'll say. That's so exciting. Well, you're yeah. welcome back here at any time. We would love to have you. Yeah, I'll have to to come back and and talk more once we you know continue to develop this new uh, iteration of Jedi Council. See. See where we are, you know, six months from today or whatever. <laughs> oh man, what a scary yeah. idea in Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Who I knows know. where the fandom will be at that point? For real though. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick promo break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. 
Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. everybody jay wade and kaylin here to tell you about sen afterlife it's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on sen live as well as have guests on to join in the fun yep, and we get personal too we do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails which i guarantee is always kaylin's fault hey how rude and not true so come join us on the mark with the movie blog feed and remember to rate share and subscribe and as always enjoy Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett! Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. (laughs) Thank God Kaylin will be here too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own. And we are back from break. Um, I hope you check out those shows. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> so on the other side of the break, happy Blade Mother, Blade Runner Month. We're all- <laughs> Blade Mother, Blade Mother. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Second half of the show. Oh my gosh, guys, it's been rough. Um, happy Blade Runner Month. Have any of us actually seen Blade Runner? I'm going to say Sean has not seen it. I've not seen Blade nope. Runner. I'm going to say Sarah has also not seen Blade nope. Runner. Uh, I see. That was my question. See, I'm guilty. That was my thing. So I knew Doreen was going to talk about this month because it's Blade Runner month and I've seen it. So, and I've seen the sequel. So I'm all good on that front. Which one did you like better? Uh, I mean, Ryan Gosling is in one. So I feel like that is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's also Denis Villeneuve doing the sequel, and he does great cinematography with his cinematographer, and it's got great looks, and the story was decent. I mean, it's a long movie, but it's it was good. So, which Um, one did you like better? Twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Okay. How long is twenty forty nine? I'm looking it up. Uh, Isn't it like almost three hours? Crap! It's two hours and forty four minutes. Yeah. That's and why I didn't. Jared Leto in it, right? Isn't yep. Really? Huh. Yeah, you know he's. Uh... Feels like two hours and forty-four minutes. What? what? <laughs> you know what he feels like? Two hours and forty-four minutes. 
Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones feels like <laughs> 17 hours long. My favorite Star Wars movie. I'm that movie kidding. is like 130 hours long, Sarah. I don't okay, understand. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Darina, uh, this was our first full week of Roxy and Darina Live or Vagina Live. Is that what they were calling it at some point? <laughs> it was all over the place. It was. Oh, how did you feel about this week? I loved it. I thought this week was great. Uh, Roxy is a natural host. I do think Roxy way overpowered Darina. Oh, um, yeah. Hosting-wise, uh, I, I don't... I, not, th- I, not that that's like an insult or anything. No, I was not... Yeah. She has a yeah. stronger um, like hosting feel. Yeah, I mean, she's more used to it. She does it on a bunch yeah. of other shows. So, like, yeah, she's used to it. Uh I thought it went great. I thought that they did great with the interviews. I thought that Roxy in particular is awesome at keeping the t- conversation moving and yeah. not getting too far out in the wild. Um, I think there were a couple moments where it was like, okay, that you could have been a more, a bit more tactful about that. But I think for the most part, it was very smooth. It was very well done. I, I really enjoyed this week of Collide Live. What about you, Mike? It was uh it was really good. The the transition was smooth, the hosting stellar. Great uh they brought great content for the uh the week, especially with the calls and eventually later on they uh there's I, I wanna ask if you guys catch this, but they were talking about uh how Mighty Ducks I don't know if you guys saw Mighty Ducks, the movie. Never, nope. never seen Mighty Ducks. <laughs> so it's so the movie so it's called Ducks, coming ducks, to ducks, it, it's, ducks. it's coming ducks ducks it's coming to ducks, Disney quack. Plus eventually, but yeah. they end up adapting the quack you know to like yeah. the calls like oh, like that's what I was Co- yeah. Co- Cody would play the quack, quack. and quack. that that was like quack quack and they call and she call, Roxy calls the quackers so it was just like that might be a new thing for us for Collider Live who knows we'll see we'll see how that goes I don't know if I like that I, hope I don't not. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to be called a quacker. Never mind. <laughs> that sounds dangerously close to something else. <laughs> yeah, wait. A I mean, Dorita, Dorita wouldn't mind that, though. Let no. That. <laughs> I don't think anybody would really no, but, mind it, to be honest. <laughs> but no, no, they probably it not was a great start. <laughs> no, it's a, it was great. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. I'm glad they did well. What about yeah, you, it was Sarah? A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I am kind of curious now to see what the dynamic's going to be without Josh, because <laughs> I feel like Josh really throws in like the kind of craziness. Um, I mean, and good. I mean that in the yeah. most positive way. I love Josh. I think he brings a whole different kind of energy. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of see um, who they if they're going to bring someone in to be that fourth uh, spot, or if it's just going to be Riley, Roxy, Darina. I don't know, but I really like today's. Um, vibe with like what Roca and Riley yes. and Darina as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I. Oh, even that. Well, you know, Roca made me want to slam my head against the table a couple times today, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. Um, but speaking of Riley, in the beginning of the week, they were talking about music, and Riley dropped that he was in a cover band that was called the Mad Tea Party, which is a great name, actually. Yes. Um, if we could have cover bands, what would they be called? Go ahead, Mike. 
You go what, first. Me? Me? Yeah, yeah, I've you're been the one lo- that was saying that you have one. I could think of one on the fly. I told you guys. I could think of one on the fly, but I'm, um, like, looking through my music catalog and just, like, what's a good, like, fake name for a band I can just come up with? Like a parody of something. I don't fucking know. What about you, uh, Do you have one? Uh, the, the, the star, the, the star potters. What? (laughs) (laughs) The star, star killer bass guitars? No, the star potter rangers. There you go. Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Power Rangers all in one. The star potter rangers. And we'd only sing songs that have some sort of connection to Star Wars, Power Rangers, or Harry Potter. Wow, so no songs. There are some Power Rangers songs. There are some Power Rangers songs. And Star Wars, anything to do with space. Okay? And Harry Harry Potter, Potter. anything to do with magic. Or or there's also a a roll around like a hairy troll. The song from the... um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like a hippogriff. You know that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's God. that's that's our first single. Is man, I'm booking. The griff. I'm booking this band for my party. Um, no, not at all. God damn it! <laughs> Boom! I nailed it! I nailed it! I nailed he did. it! I you did. It. That was so good. All you right, did it. It I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> damn it, Sean! You wait. I... That's the Collider Live theme. <laughs> all right, we're done. All right, moving on. I don't have one. I'm, I'm doing the Roxy rule. I'm not making up one. I don't have one. Just do a jizz band. The jizz. <laughs> um, I was just, I was jazz. thinking of like Death Cab for Cutie, but like changing the word cab to, to like any other Death Bus for Cutie or something, and just that's being... <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. The Death Bus. Yeah, Death Bus. The night bus for cutie. There we go. Oh, okay, I like that. It's a Harry Potter theme. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, do you have no, one? No. You want to move on? I was gonna say Crazy Antelope for Tame Impala. Okay. All right. It's, it's like the opposite of Tame and the Impala as an antelope. It's like Crazy Crazy Antelope. I like it. You put some thought into that one. <laughs> what I didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Um, second follow-up question: Do we have any guilty pleasure bands or musicians? Since they were talking about, um, oh my god, what's that band called? Sugar Ray. Since they were Sugar talking Ray, about Sugar yes. Ray. There you go. I have a Which question. Is mine. I love Sugar Ray so much. I I've not listened to any Sugar Ray. Oh I said god. I was going to, but I didn't. Uh, oh my god. I have a question. Do you, for guilty pleasure bands, do you need to know like? Do you need to know that they're bad or like could you think that they're actually good? Um, like if you think a band is actually like... good, is that a guilty pleasure? No no. I don't know. I have Maybe. two answers depending on Are you on embarrassed what... to tell people what the band Not is? Not really, because I think they're actually a good band. Do other people think they're a good band? Like I feel like Nickelback. Maybe Back, my like... age. Is it I actually, I, no, it's not. I kind of like Nickelback. The Jonas Brothers. I think the Jonas Brothers are actually good. I think the Jonas Brothers are good too. I don't think that's a yeah. guilty pleasure. 
Yeah, I think it's just mine. Okay, then guilty pleasure uh, for musicians and stuff. I watched Glee for way too long. Oh, yo, me too. <laughs> I watched Glee uh, way too long is the entire show. So that is most 100% wow. my guilty pleasure. Wow. Yeah, I stuck uh, it through. That was a mistake. Honest, I like some of the covers better than some original covers. Anything Darren Chris did was great. Oh, yes. But like some of the stuff was... <laughs> woof. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what was what, what was the catchphrase this week? Um, wash. wash, wash. Some of the covers were wash. wash. Yeah. yeah. Wash. Oh. What about you, Mike? Do you have any guilty pleasure <laughs> artists? I was, I was. Can I just say a guilty pleasure decade? Yes. Because there's a there's a decade of music that I listened to. The 1870s. <laughs> Mm, yes, the 1870s. Mm, fine music, I say, young Sean. The harpsichord. What was it? What was that organ. the guy said? The Back to the Future guy said, "It's like I like, I like contemporary music." Oh yeah, <laughs> Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Anything before oh. the 1900s? Oh yeah, that's right, Crispin Glover. Yep. <laughs> that's Mike. <laughs> I, the the 90s. My God, the 90s, like 90s pop, oh. like. My Maybe God. like nineties pop. What There's about nineties some... punk rock? Yes, that's the yeah. best. Yes, that's my that's, favorite yeah. genre. <laughs> so that's that's a good genre too. Like, there are some nineties songs that's like, or early two thousands that's like, ooh. Very much a guilty pleasure. Wash, wash, <laughs> wash. wash. woof. <laughs> oh yeah. Hmm. Like I think of like Sublime is a really good band. There's like oh, yeah. two. Two Princes, which is a very underrated band. Uh, yeah. I could talk about anything 90s and 80s music all day long, and I can just, like, gush. But this is here or there right now. Hmm. True, true. I still think it's probably better than some of today's music, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought that was going right. to be, like, a crazy... <laughs> Okay, boomer. Whatever. Uh, oh, you did not <laughs> just say that. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm right. kidding. Good. Oh my god. And um, I love me some Sugar Ray. I was very glad they brought up Sugar Ray. Sean, you should. Li- I mean, I'm not going to say you must because they're they're all right, but I love them. So, have you guys uh, listened to Limp Biscuit? No. Um, they talked about that later in the week too. Yes. Remember we uh... I feel like Lint Biscuit was like after or before me, was before my time. I don't think yeah, I or don't during recognize... my time. I don't know. I don't recognize any of these songs. <laughs> I'm looking through Lint Biscuit, I don't Why did they do a song with Lil Wayne? I don't like that. Oh god! <laughs> oh god. What is this? Yikes! Oh, that's terrifying. Okay, well, moving on. Talking about biscuits. Oh, we're gonna talk about Popeyes chicken sandwich. That's a good segue. Thank you, thank you. Um, this ties in. Josh went and I think it was yesterday or not yesterday, the other day, waited in line to get the Popeye chicken sandwich, which is back, and um, he said it was fantastic. Mark Riley said it was great. There was a whole debate about the sauce, which I thought was hilarious, where Roxy was like, I'm not going to eat it if it's mayo-based, which I completely understand. Mayonnaise is disgusting. Um, I'm in their corner. 
And Sean, you've actually had this no. chicken sandwich. No. Josh no? has had the chicken oh. sandwich. Our producer, Our Josh. Josh. Our I Josh. Wanted, I wanted to know if any of you did. No. 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 Right, well, I said in the chat that it. I was going to say no. I don't have. I don't have a Popeyes or Chick Fil A by me. That's why you just say that. I so I have a Popeyes real close to my work, and I get Popeyes for lunch sometimes. So I will go there this week and get a chicken sandwich and report back next week. Okay, I'll do that too because I think I have one near me now. But um, good luck. Yeah. So we will. Good luck. Think, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good I long lines. Yeah. Be careful in that Popeyes. You never know. You never know what's going to be in there. Just you know? I'll just go to Chick Fil A and just say uh, it's the same thing. It's fine. It's literally yeah. the same sandwich. So. You're gonna you're gonna get attacked by actual chickens if you go to Popeyes. Yeah. It's a war zone in there. I'm telling you. Well, okay. Well, that was anticlimactic. None of us have actually had the sandwich. I'm really disappointed no. in both of you. Really. Well, oh, don't blame me. Okay. Yeah, Mike, how dare you not have a Popeyes or Chick-fil-A near you, okay? Blame, blame Wisconsin. Blame Wisconsin that part, okay? How, how rude. Um, well, okay, anyway. So we had a few interviews this week on the show. Roland Emmerich. I did say that right, right? Um, yeah, you did. He was on there promoting Midway. Uh, yep. Mike posed the question if we knew who he was, which I was a little offended by that question. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I know who Roland Emmerich is. Okay, because yeah. some you, you haven't seen a lot of films. I'm, I assume that you don't know who Roland Emmerich is. is. I've only I've only seen one of his movies, and it was fucking terrible. It was awful. Which um, one? Uh, 2012. Holy shit, that movie's oh, so okay. bad. Oh, I have seen 2012. That, movie, that movie's so bad. Uh, yeah. Roland Emmerich is... It was a really, really cool interview. Uh, I don't like his movie. It was good. <laughs> did you, uh, have we seen, did that one, this one came out, right? Midway? No, nah, I'm, yes. I'm going to go see it because of what people are saying about it, but I don't have a whole lot of faith. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's. Me neither. I'm much more interested film. in 1917, which is coming out, which is another war film. Uh, that's being yes. done by, what's his name? Uh, oh, Sam Roger yeah, Sam Mendes, yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm much more interested if we're going on war films. I'm much more interested in 1917 than I am uh, Midway. Midway, but I'll see it, I guess. Midway has a really good cast, though. Like it's a... Who's in it. Um. Damn. Hey, since prepared from memory, um, Darren Chris I know is in it. Nick oh, Jonas is in it. Patrick Wilson. Um, yeah, go ahead. Woody Harrelson, Ed Screen from Deadpool, Dennis Quaid, Mandy Moore. Dar- Wait, you said Darren Chris? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, a good well, cast. I'll have to go see it just for Darren Chris. Chris, Aaron Eckhart. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go see uh, that fucking Christmas movie this weekend with my mom. Uh, Last Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really want to see Ro- it. Roka and uh, Roxy news. talked about that. Yeah. It's terrible, but I love I, Clark. I know. Well, I know there's... <sighs> Crap, I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. Never mind. Don't say anything. Fuck off. Okay, I won't say anything. But I want to see it because... <laughs> I have theories about this movie, and I want to know if I'm right or not. Mike, what do you think about Midway? <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Mid- no, I Midway. took us off track. It's my fault. It's fine. It looks fine. Yeah. Well, okay, moving on. Not our favorite director. I'm sure he's a nice guy. No, um, uh, Roland Emmerich is one of my uh, favorite directors. Oh, he is directors. one of your favorite directors? No. <laughs> 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 he's oh, like- it was 
a yes. good interview. And yes. he seems like a solid dude. Like there are a bunch he of does. people that I really like. I just I, I don't like yeah. any of his movies. <laughs> I've never seen any of his movies, so I can't really say anything. But he does Independent- seem like he cares about what he does. Like, yes. Independence Day? Yes. Come on, Independence Day? I've never seen Independence Day. Me it neither. sounds overrated. Uh, God. I want to. I want to. I have zero interest. I, Jane I Seymour zero. was also this week. <laughs> Did I, anyone know who she was? I had no idea who she was. No. <gasps> you. Oh my god. I, to be fair, I only knew who she was because she was in one episode of How I Met Your Mother, and that's my favorite. TV Wait, she was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, she's the cougar that Barney tries to sleep with. She is. Yes. Oh, I love her. <laughs> Um, I'm going through her her filmography right now. I don't I'm think I've seen sure. a single movie that she's in. I but I so that's the only thing I know her from. But I love this interview. Like Who I is thought, Doctor Quinn Medicine. You're right, Professor Lewis Aldrin. Just yep, that's yes, right. yes. Uh, <laughs> Great episode, seen, people. I've not seen her in anything else but that. I've um, heard of Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. I've just never never heard watched of it. it. I can't tell you what it's about. Um. Well, but I her can... interview was great, so I loved it. Was it was a great interview. I was very interested. It's about uh, Jane Seymour, who plays Dr. Uh, Quinton. Oh, is she a medicine woman? <laughs> she is a medicine woman. Uh, it no is shit. During the Vietnam War, it crossed over with um, uh, MASH at one point. Oh! Uh, have yeah, you guys seen yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have seen episodes of MASH. It crossed okay. over with MASH and... Uh, Little do people know, a young Darren Chris appeared in the show. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, it was actually, there were a couple episodes directed by Roland Emmerich. Nah. Yeah. It was I weird. Know. It was a lot of, uh, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> okay, moving on. Our last guest on the show this week was on today's show promoting, yeah. um, Wins Comic Drive for service members and their new comic books right comic series the new comic series called science and as she was pitching the book i swear to you both uh by the time the pitch was finished i had purchased science the elements of dark energy on comiXology really Um, so i own it now i have did not get a chance to read it i wanted to it's only about 100 pages so i'm gonna try to get through it and read it but um the pitch alone when she was talking about like going to hogwarts but like yeah it sounds awesome AI of her father, and I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. So yeah. I, by the end of her put, pitch, I was on Comixology buying the, um, the, the first volume that they released. So I'm gonna read that. That sounds really cool. Have we read anything that they've written? No. Um, Ashley no. and, uh, Jason? No. no I no. wanna check out Jupiter Jet, but, Same. Uh, it, Jupiter Jet didn't grab me when they pitched it last time like this one did. Um, mm. But they're yeah. talking about doing a second volume, so I'll probably check out the first one. No, I I really like her. I like her and um Jason. I'm forgetting yes. names a lot. She's on the um Game of Thrones podcast that mm-hmm. Collider does. From... Yeah, and I think she she like brings a really interesting like perspective to things. So I like her, and I love their pitch. I'm interested. You have to let me know how it is. It is what the throne still a thing? Yep, still going. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> every, uh... Why? Everyone so <laughs> I like it. No, I mean, I'm sure they're great, but, like... Uh, what? Ken still does Casterly Talk once a week, too. His, uh, Game of Thrones podcast, so... 
This but, is not a plug for their shows. Don't. It can be. What do you I mean? mean it... Don't. You don't want them to go. <laughs> Okay, so we have some entertainment news moving on. Uh, me and Sean are super excited about this. Yep, I'm out of here. Oh, See ya. Okay, bye, Mike. <laughs> bye, Mike. We... We'll talk about Power Rangers later. See ya. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Fantastic Beast 3 has officially been given the green light. Um, I'm so, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Took way too long. Are you really? You're genuinely I'm excited. Genuinely, because I love the second one. I like the second one more than I the. I can't. One. I can't believe that. I mean, because I guess I what, can. It's what I want from this yes. series, which is the Grindelwald and Dumbledore stuff. Like I, I like Eddie Redmayne in the role as Commander, but like I don't care about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I. I, I, I sorry. It's like Poe in the Star Wars movies. I like <gasps> Oscar Isaac as Poe. Uh, he was supposed to die in The Force Awakens. and Was he really? Then, yeah, no. Uh, Oscar Isaac was like, hey, can I keep playing the character? They were like, oh, yeah, sure. Keep, we'll keep him around. Like, that's why he, when people are like, the trinity of the sequels are Finn, Rey, and Poe. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not. Because Poe is supposed to die. It's Finn, yeah. Rey, and Kylo. Kylo, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I loved the second one. I loved Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. I'm so happy. In that same report, they said that he was coming back to play him again. Okay. Uh, I really, they said we're going to get some more hot Dumbledore and more Hogwarts stuff. Yes. I hope we get, I hope we get flashbacks to, um, all the stuff with Ariana Dumbledore and Aberforth and Albus. And like, I want to see that whole time period with. Yeah. That'd be great. With those three in Grindelwald. No, yeah. and that's like, because I'm going to be honest. They're I don't, younger for that. Yeah, I mean, they've got actors. They could bring back the actors. They brought the actors back for this movie, uh, or for the last one. The actors who played young Grindelwald yeah. and young Dumbledore appeared in Crimes of Grindelwald, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And it was the same people from Deathly Hallows. Yeah, Jamie Bauer, Campbell. And, and whoever, I don't know who played yeah. Dumbledore, but. But uh, also, like. When, because they 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 said originally they're gonna do five. Yes. Uh If they're doing five, I maybe we'll get one fight with present day Dumbledore and Grindelwald at the end of this, but I really don't think so. I don't think you they're don't gonna think meet. So. I don't think they're gonna meet until five. Oh um, no! Yeah. They might they might meet in the fourth one. I don't think they're gonna fight until the fifth movie, and the it'll fifth. end with the duel in nineteen forty five. Uh, okay. Like the big the big duel that they always talk about and they reference Dumbledore beat Grindelwald in 1945. Like, I think, I don't think Grindelwald and Dumbledore will actually fight until the fifth movie at the end of it. And that will be the movie's end. So I think because of that, they're gonna, like, I think they're gonna want to work on the Dumbledore and Grindelwald relationship, but I don't think they want them to meet until the fourth movie and they don't want them to fight until the fifth. So I think we're gonna get a lot of flashbacks to them as kids mm. in this one. I think this one's gonna be, Dumbledore trying to break the the blood pact that we saw in the second one so that he can so, so, that, dumb. <laughs> so that he can fight. I love the idea of the blood so pact. So dumb. I love. I the love idea. the idea too. I just I, I've never seen it before, and that's why I'm just like, stupid. yeah. But like, I think that's kind of a lame excuse because like we never saw Dementors until the third book. Like, just because you haven't seen something before doesn't yeah, mean, yeah, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. like, and I also, I think there was a theory being thrown around that the reason that Ariana died was because they fought when they had the blood pact mm. and it caused like, because there's, because the whole thing with that has always been, it was 
Albus, Aberforth, and Grindelwald all fighting, and mm-hmm. nobody knows who cast the spell that killed Ariana. Yeah. And I love the idea that it wasn't really any of them. It was like they tried to kill each other when they had the blood pact, and something rebounded or something, and mm-hmm. it it killed Ariana. So I think we're gonna get all that in the third one. I think I think this one's gonna really dive into Dumbledore's backstory, and mm-hmm. then they'll finally meet in four and fight in five. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. I love the Fantastic Beast movies. Uh, I love the second one more than the first one. Uh, wow. Steve Clover's coming back is probably a good thing. Uh, yeah, that's not, the only thing that keeps me hopeful is not, that she'll be writing with someone yes. who's familiar and, with this world. And it should be noted Steve Cloves was a producer on 1 and 2, so he was involved. I would... I would guess that he was involved with helping her with the story of one and two, but mm. I think he's going to be doing enough writing on this third one that they have to give him a screen. Because mm. if if they're giving him a screenplay credit, that means that he's doing much more on this movie than he much did in more. two. Because yeah. they have to. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really excited yeah. for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to not see it. Like, I'm going to see it. I... I want to say I'm excited, but I mean, I love Harry Potter. I love mm-hmm. this world. Um, I was definitely disappointed with the second one. Um, I don't know. To me, it just felt the screenplay really just felt very sloppy and I was very confused and I like love this world and I like I've read the books and I still was very confused. Like just as far as like, what are these spells that they're saying? Or what are they? Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah. this is confusing. But I would say my favorite part of the movie is Hot Dumbledore. I mean, yes. he Jude Law is perfect casting. And I loved being back at Hogwarts. And I loved um, seeing him as a professor. So if we get more of that, like, you sold me. I'm in. Which is exactly what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to get the the hardcore fans to come back. Like, you love Dumbledore? Well, he's back. <laughs> And even more than before, like, yeah, that's just what it feels like. But and uh, one last prediction: it'll either be this movie, or if not in three, definitely in four, we're getting Tom Riddle Mm -hmm. because the last one took place a year after he was born. So, and there was a fifteen-year gap or something in between the first and second movie. So, like, if they do another, there was a massive gap in between one and two. Uh, I would have never been able to tell. <laughs> if they do another massive gap, um, then uh, we'll be seeing. Oh, it's not. Uh, no, no, no. I'm an idiot. It doesn't take place that long. I, re- I misread the. Uh, I was the, like, yeah. I misread it way bad. It only takes place a year after. Cause okay. I, I was reading. It said uh, 16 takes place a year after the first movie's events. But it was saying that the movie came out on November 16th. Anyways, I'm an idiot. Don't listen oh, to anything I say. Okay, okay. Um, right. <laughs> but it takes place. They did a time jump. I think they'll do another time jump. Uh, because it has to end in 1945. So we're in 1927 right now. So they got to get moving. <laughs> to yeah. get to 45 by the fifth movie. So I do think. Sorry, go ahead. I say I think either this movie or the next one, Tom Riddle. Do you think we're going to be keeping with the core for... Um, people in all these movies. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Uh, I. Th- mm. Well, or it's at least one of them. Like, do you think Newt is going to be the yes. one that we are yes. following no. in all these uh, movies? Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't think Newt's going anywhere. Um, maybe Ugh, Kowalski could die at some point. 
uh, I think that would actually probably be a pretty good moment. Uh, actually, I think the best, um, if I were writing it, uh, when Queenie, because Queenie's eventually, we all know she's going to switch. Like, I don't think they're going to leave her on Grindelwald's side. No, she's coming back. That's the stupidest uh, thing. Of, kill Kowalski, and that could be what brings Queenie back to. Yeah, and um, I think Queenie is going to be our key into Grindelwald. I think they're going to spend a whole lot of time together in three so that, like, they can focus on her but really be focusing on Grindelwald. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think she's staying on the bad side, but I do think, like, they're going to narrow down the cast a bit, and I think killing Kowalski could be a good... I think it could be a good moment, and I think it could also be a good trigger to bring uh, Queenie back to the the light. Hmm. Well... We'll what see. about it being set in Brazil, though? Real quick, sorry, I just because we didn't touch. No, on go that. ahead. Um, they did. I like that. I like that they're hopping all over the the world. I think that's they, cool. And I think someone did say that they will be introducing the um American school. Um, El- well, El- the yeah, one of the teachers from there is going to be a main character in this one, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what I heard. Which I'm very interested in. I wished that this set of movies like we saw that the school which i get people would like compare it to (laughs) harry potter and hogwarts so you can't really do that but yeah i definitely would have rather had that i will like i'm i've accepted what we have i would have 100 percent rather had like like my my thing that i wanted when harry uh when harry potter ended was i wanted the marauders uh yeah yeah that's yeah, I don't really. Everyone does. Yeah, <laughs> like, cursed child kind of ruined anything past Harry Potter, past yeah, Harry's. I don't want to see the you know, future. I, I like they were talking about. I think this week they were like, "Cursed child's going to be made into a movie eventually, right?" And they were all excited about that. It's like, hey guys, as somebody who's read Cursed Child, yeah. don't be so excited. Don't be excited. Uh, it's not. No, you don't. Unless want... you love it, people. But uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I haven't met one Harry Potter fan that actually likes the Cursed yeah. Child. I don't, I'm not sure there's anything in there that I really, uh, <laughs> no, there's nothing. I yeah. haven't finished it. Oh, I read it. I read it all in one sitting and I sat in a chair the day I got it and I read the entire thing until it was oh done. My God. And I just, uh, yeah, no, I, there's a lot of things I don't like about it. I should yeah. reread it eventually to see if there's anything that I do like about it because all I can remember are the bad things, but like, I just read it recently that. and I honestly can't tell you anything i mean i didn't finish it but i i got to enough (laughs) all i can think about is harry being a terrible father uh the trolley witch being a beast (laughs) and voldemort fucking bellatrix like that's those are the only things i can think of. who fucking cares it's it's such bullshit it doesn't even matter Uh, yeah that makes that anyway yeah uh we'll talk about it eventually (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned stay tuned Uh, tune for the future yeah brazil sounds cool anyways uh sorry i don't know i don't i wish it just took place of one place like but that's like i don't know i I guess it It makes sense with newt because he's hunting like this whole thing they have he's hunting the creature so like it makes sense like why we're in brazil because he's looking for magical (sighs) creatures but i'm just like (laughs) which is the part i hate the most about these is the the magical creature stuff like it's so I've, forced at this point. Like it's so I, random. Yeah. It's like I've accept, 
I've accepted that's what we're doing, which is why, like, when I talk about this, I say I'm excited about going to Brazil. I'm not really excited about going to Brazil, like, but, but, like, we're going somewhere. Like, that is what these movies are going to do. I've accepted that we're not going to stay in the same place. So if we're going to go somewhere, Brazil is a cool place. I, I think yeah, it's a good choice. in the... Yeah, um world like whatever so a lot of my excitement with these movies is i've accepted it's i've accepted what it is which Mm -hmm. it's not what i wanted Mm -hmm. i wanted more like child fantasy stuff but yes wing we're doing a war series at this point yeah i since that's what we have i think that's like what they set out to do i think they're doing a good job um i'm Mm -hmm. in the minority i'm aware of that i really wish that it hadn't been new i wish we had just like picked up with uh, double or R. that was like one story and then we move yeah. on to new characters yeah like that's what i want <laughs> like yeah. i just uh yeah. when are we anyway. getting a quidditch movie <laughs> i no, you know what i pitched that yeah. i pitched awesome. that a quidditch well, movie in the style of like Ru- yes yes that'd be awesome yeah i want to see i want to see the uh quidditch world cup and like yeah all that stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. I would, I would watch. After yeah. a minute in Goblet of Fire. Like, yeah. I was so excited to watch that. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and then we just uh, got straight to the Nazi stuff. And I was like, I kind of wanted to see the football game first. <laughs> I mean, the Nazi stuff is cool too. But like, I wanted to. Give me the there's, football, not the Nazis. There is some serious. Like, Goblet of Fire is super Nazi. Like, they toned it down in five going... Oh, my God. I love Goblet like, of Fire. Like, I love Goblet of Fire, too. But, like, the tiki torches, like, stomping through the... I kind of yeah. wish they'd gone farther, where, like, in the book, like, they're torturing the muggles. Like, they're raising them up in the air and, like, spinning them around and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy dark. I kind of wish they'd shown some of that. But I get that it's still a children's movie, so they're not going to. Yeah, they're, um, they're not going to do that. Anyways, but... fuck. I'm so off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, well, uh, I'm sure there'll be more news about Fantastic Beast as we get yeah. closer. Of course, to that 2021 November release. As <sighs> so we're... far away, so so far away. I really wish they'd gotten because, like, there was all that stuff with the Flash and Ezra Miller, and I guess I, what I got from this, the other thing I got from this is uh, that Flash movie's not happening anytime soon. If they're like, "Fuck it, yeah, let's go ahead with not. Fantastic Beast 3, that means that Ezra Miller is very free. Mm. Uh, so I like, I just I wish that it was coming out next year. I wish they hadn't gotten. It's the same thing that like Disney has done with Star Wars, where they get cold feet, and it's like I really wish that they hadn't done it. I really wish they hadn't gotten cold feet with Fantastic Beasts and pushed it back. Yeah, I, I wish they. I don't know. I know you don't like. It's just because I like the last one. Yeah. Is why I say that because I like I too. It. So I'm like, I get why they because. I yeah. feel like a lot of people were like, what now, is this? The <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score does not support my statement, but yes, yes. my own personal opinion is I wish they hadn't waited. But I know that for the future of the series, it was probably the best call. Yeah, probably. But, um, okay, so James Dean, guys, <laughs> he's coming back as a CGI in upcoming film. Um, he's currently dead. <laughs> so, uh, this is gonna be great. Uh, first of all, how do we feel about this? Like, how do we feel about him coming back to, uh, be a supporting actor or supporting role in this movie? First well, off, do you know who he is? I know who James Dean is. <laughs> Fuck off, Mike. Also, <laughs> second question. Have any of us actually seen a James Dean movie? No. Yes. Oh, oh, get well. the fuck out of here, man. Whatever. Just go away. I don't. Do you watch anything from the 2000s? 
Sean, can you name a James Dean movie? Devil Without a Cause. Oh. Uh, That's it. Uh, East of Eden. Um, East of Eden and Rebel Without a Cause. That's all I can think of. But, like, Mike, do you watch anything from present day? Or do you... Yes! Are you Crispin... Glover or whatever. It's fucking. No, I, I watch. I watch present day film. Shut up. You sure? Yes. You positive? I'm positive. And we died at 24. Oh my god. Yes. It was really sad, and now we're fucking yeah. dragging his corpse back up to do. This is this is whack. This is crazy. I'm. You think so? I think it's just you know. I think it's interesting. It's well, weird. It's I so think it's weird. I think it's one thing if it was because like. If it was because they were like, hey, we want to use his character again. Yeah. Like, if they were like, we're going to make a sequel to Web- Rebel Without a Cause. I don't know yeah. what that movie's about. But if they were like, we're going to do a sequel to that. I No. But if they were like, we're going to do a sequel to this movie and we want James Dean's character back, so we're just going to bring him back through CGI. That makes more sense yeah. to me. Yeah. But, like, Tarkin in Rogue One or um, yeah, yeah. Leia in Rogue One as well Rogue at One. the end is CGI. But, uh. It looks awful. Sorry, it, I just had to. Th- I'm sorry. It looked it looked worse than Tarkin's. I still think it didn't look as bad as the CGI in the prequels, but it, mm. it still looked pretty bad. Um, anyway, <laughs> but like I I think I'd be more down with it if it was a returning character. It just feels weird that they were like we searched everywhere yeah. and the only person we could find was a dead dude. Like, well, it's he's not even going to be acting. You're just using his likeness. There's got to be somebody else in the world that looks like James Dean. I See, just, it doesn't make sense. I've, I've seen a bunch of articles that say that. It's like, here's a list of people that look like and act like James Dean that they can cast in, but it's just like, I, I can understand the filmmakers and the family estate they're coming from. It's just well, like... Family estate is probably finer. Like, are you going to pay us to use this image? Yeah, fuck you, sure. I'm sure they don't give a shit. Uh, but like... It's not like a backlash or a marketing gimmick. It's just like, you know... No, it's a, I think it's 100% a marketing gimmick. No, I, I read, I, I read, I've, I've read articles. And they said it's, we didn't mean it to be a marketing no, I, that's gimmick. Period. I, I don't believe that for because, a second. I, no, yeah, me either. Name one good reason that James Dean has to be in this movie. Why, what, like, you don't actually have him performing. Like, it's not him. It's just his likeness. There's a million people, uh, probably, that look like James Dean. That you could have just like I I think it's complete I think it's a hundred percent a marketing gimmick. This sounds like complete bullshit to me. The, I'm not mad at them for doing it. I, I'm it's no. whatever. I just think it's weird. I think it's like I don't see any justification for it. And I think if they're like like obviously they have to say that it's not a marketing gimmick because they can't say that it is a marketing gimmick. Yeah. But like it's still bullshit. It does it's like it's like you and McGregor lying about not playing Obi Wan for four years. You know, it's bullshit no matter how which way you spin it, but like it's for it's what they have to do. It's their I job. Mean, with the director, he's he looked he did a casting call. He looked for everybody, auditioned everybody, and they didn't have the same feel as they thought but, with James Dean because they thought yeah. James Dean would fit the role more better for his film. I lo- but that doesn't that doesn't track at all for me because it's not a performance. You're not getting James Dean's performance. You're getting you're getting a face. You're doing CGI. You're you're doing the performance with the editing and the CGI. You're not. It is it is all about what he looks like and what he sounds like. Yeah, it's literally the entire reason. And there's yeah, a and nobody's like that. that. Nobody's like I that. Disagree heavily. <laughs> I, I I like, mean, I don't. I like. There's six billion people, seven billion people on this planet, and there's not a single person 
that's like James Dean. I mean, maybe they really couldn't find anybody with their casting call, but then if they really couldn't find anybody, I don't think they looked hard enough. Mm. And they weren't willing to compromise at all. I don't know. Like, I'm not mad at them. Like, I, I just think, like, call it what it is, which it's, they were like, we want to bring, we want to use CGI to have James Dean in this movie because it'll be, it'll be a, um, it'll be talked about. Like, I, I think, I think a hundred percent it's a marketing gimmick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I got so heated about that. I wasn't, I wasn't heated <laughs> at all when they were talking. Like, yeah. seriously, when they were talking about it this week, I didn't give a shit. But like, just now it all came out. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it just all came out. I mean, it just all came out. Cause Roka talked about it and he was like, yep, I'm all for it. And it's like, fuck yeah, Roka. Hell yeah. I'm for it. I don't care that they're doing it. I just think it's bullshit to be like, there was nobody else. A yeah. hundred, there was somebody but, else. They just didn't want to do that. But so doing the same thing for another movie by a different director, who would you want them to bring back from the dead to do another film? Mm. Marilyn Monroe, come back, baby. Um, I don't know. I don't. Really it's, it's, I just think that's why I asked. No, no, I think it's a good. I think it's a good question. Um, not no, no. Uh, because again, I don't think you're getting those performances. Yeah. Well, I I understand that. I mean, but it's just like. No, I think it's a good question. It's just something to think about. Like, who would you want to bring back in a film? Like their likeness well, and CGI and having them um, uh, interact with current actors. I'll say. I'll say the most that I. Uh, not willing to accept, but that I'd like is what they're doing with Carrie Fisher for episode nine. Reusing old footage mm, yeah. to uh, bring her back. That's It's not the same thing at all as right. what they're doing with James yeah. Dean, but like yeah. that's the extent. Because like, I don't really care. You could bring anybody back with CGI, but I wouldn't be excited about it. Mm. But like, if you tell me that you're using old footage to bring back Carrie Fisher, that's what I'm excited about. That gets me excited, because it is her performance we're getting. You know, it's, it's all her. about the performance. That's yeah, I don't really care about the into. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you're watching a movie, you got to watch for the, for the performance yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, again, I don't hold it against. Anybody, I mean, I'm intrigued like, because it, I'm intrigued because this film's a Vietnam War film and it's about dogs, and I'm just kind of curious how that plays it on dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. That's so much more interesting. <laughs> I'm in. Yep. I'm in, yeah. baby. <laughs> I think yeah, the technology is exciting. It's going to be dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's the technology because they're so excited yeah. about – there's like this company. I think it was like South Africa they're company with that's doing the the CGI. Oh, yeah. And they're, just like, they're, they're excited to like work with the technology and make it work. I mean, I'm intrigued at least, but I'm just like – it's I'm everybody's an up and – everyone's up and roar about it. It's like, yeah, so he died at 24 in a car accident at 55, but it's just like – he 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 was a cool guy, and his yeah. likeness would be interesting to see to bloom in a film somehow. I mean, and they said they're gonna have like a voice actor to like kind of mimic his voice. Yeah. So it, it it would be a performance from the person who's voicing him, but still, yeah. I, I mean, it does. I guess it just does, it doesn't make me more excited. I'm, it just it doesn't like, but it doesn't make me less excited. It's just like okay, I guess you're gonna do that. That's. The technology's cool. It's weird. I think I think it's weird that you're doing that, but go for it's it. It's experimental. 
Yeah, I do yes. like that it's experimental. Yes. It's like uh, fucking who's the guy who's filming all his movies on iPhones right now? Steven Soderbergh. Yes. It's like oh, I, I really yeah. hope that he stops soon, but <laughs> it was cool, dude. We're done. Uh, <laughs> oh use a camera, please. Uh, but I mean, uh, although I mean, is he is he the one that's doing that uh, a hidden life that comes out later this year? No idea. I have no idea. No, that's Terrence sure. Malick. Just oh. oh, oh, Terrence Malick. Yeah, okay. Um, but. Anything else on James Dean before we move on? At least we're not talking about the Joker box office, the Snyder guy, and Martin Sarsky. You want to know what I think about the Joker box office? Wait, let's set this up. Let's set this up. Sean is tired about hearing about Joker's box office, the Snyder cut, and Martin Scorsese. What are you guys tired about hearing? I'm tired about hearing about Joker's box office. <laughs> the Snyder Cut and Martin fucking tell you okay listen the Joker box office everybody look made a billion dollars is the most profitable rant, superhero rant, film of rant, time. Rant, that's, rant. look that's great I'm happy for WB the movie's uh, deceptively good it's very visually <laughs> and so, yeah it, no it's everything is surface level it's the plot blows but um wow yeah, no, the more the further away I get from that film, the more I hate the writer. But like, the performances are great, soundtrack's great, visually impressive, everything's great except for the writing. But anyways, the point is, it's made making it's gonna make a billion dollars. This is not the win everybody thinks it is. Everybody's going, yes, mid the low to mid-tier budget films are being championed right now. No, that's not what this is. What this is, is it saying that if you put a popular IP onto anything it will make money this is not going to lead to more book smarts being made or to more jojo rabbits being made this is going to lead to more movies like book smart and jojo rabbit but it's about a comic book character or a franchise character that's not like everybody cheering and saying that this is going to original films are coming no that's not what's going to happen i don't see anyone like I see everybody saying that. Really? Everybody online being like this this shows that Hollywood that you can make original films. And all this, this shows is not me. an original film no, though. It's, it's an not. IP. Which is why everybody also being like, Wow, it's so impressive that this original film is making so much money. It's like it's the fucking Joker. What yeah. I, look, if, I never thought anything, it was gonna make a billion dollars. But like this anything, making sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was just going to say... Rant, this, rant, rant. Well, no, this making a billion dollars makes way more sense than Venom making, like, 800 million last yeah. year. Like, yeah. uh, that fucking blows my mind. And that's also terrifying. But, yeah. like... Because it blows. But, uh... I don't know. I don't know why everybody's, like, cheering this on. Like, it's, it's going to save cinema. Like, it's not going to destroy cinema. But, like... Mm. And everybody, and with the whole Martin Scorsese stuff, this kind of ties in talking about like the how movies, movie studios won't make big or, or small movies anymore. Yeah, because nobody goes and fucking sees them. Mm-hmm. Booksmart made like twenty four million dollars. That's nothing. That's like it was made for cheap, so that's something. But like, it's not a billion dollars like the Joker just made on a relatively what fifty million dollar budget or something like that. Like it's. Uh, Go see movies. Like the studio system is doing its job. It's making movies that are making. That is their that is their job. 
Bitching yeah. and complaining about the studio system isn't going to change anything. What is going to change things is if you go see Jojo Rabbit, if you go see Booksmart, if you go see The Farewell, if you go see A Hidden Life, if you Parasite. go see any Parasite, thank you. If Which you go I see, seen. I have not yet seen Parasite. <laughs> but, like, I haven't seen any of those movies. I'm peanut, butter, peanut Butter Falcon, Honey Boy. Like all of these movies coming out, if you go see those and if those make money, right, then those are movies are going to get made. And this argument that like, it sucks that they're not getting wide releases. It's very hard to find Jojo Rabbit. But the reason it's not getting a wide, re- wide releases is because the cities that they do release them in, nobody fucking sees the movies in. Yeah. So if they release them in two theaters, if both of those theaters sell out, next week they're going to open at eight. And if mm-hmm. all those sell out, they're going to open in 16. And it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Just go see the fucking movies and don't don't blame the system because you're trying to play a different game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I, I sound really mad. I'm sorry. But like, yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, it's, ooh. it's like you're getting mad because you're playing Monopoly like you're, like it's life. And you're like, why, why am I not winning when I'm playing by an entirely different set of rules? <laughs> like, there is a contract between the studio system and the consumers. They make the movies, you go see them. If you give them your money, that shows that you want more movies like that. So they will make more movies like that. Yeah, exactly. And that is not what's happening. Right? Endgame made $2.7 billion. Fucking Joker's made a billion dollars. Booksmart made $25 million. Like, nobody's saying, I think, I think The Farewell made 19 million. And it's like, it's, it's like my third favorite movie of the year. It's fantastic. And it made like $19 million. It's, it's just, it's a total lack of self-awareness going on all over the internet and all over like popular culture and stuff of just thinking that we don't need to put in any work to show that we want these movies. Hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's frustrating me. What was the last thing I said I got mad about? Martin Scorsese, Joker box office, there was one more thing. Snyder Cut. The Snyder, Snyder Cut! cut. The, the fucking Snyder Cut doesn't exist! Alright? Wait, 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 wait. Sean, now, Sean, now, Sean. Hang on, Sean. Let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. The Snyder Sean Cut did not denial? exist. The Snyder Cut did not no, exist. Can, can they I, might can have I, finished Sean. it. Yes, Mike? Can, can I... Just say one thing before you move on. Yes. They recent Zack Snyder just released a still image from the yeah. Snyder Cut. Yes. Oh well, he has a still image of a movie that he shot for months. Wow, that's that's fucking surprising. He has a still image? You mean they shot something? They shot something. Snyder the Snyder Cut did cut. not fucking release exist. The hey, they might release it. They might release it. It might exist now mm-hmm. because they finished it. But everybody that's like the Snyder Cut has existed the entire time, you're fucking delusional. That movie did never existed from the start. And you want to know something else? The Snyder Cut probably fucking sucks. Because Batman vs. Superman fucking sucks. And Snyder doesn't make good movies. I'm sorry. But... We got a lot of hot takes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is... Man of Steel sucks. But also, Man of Steel is the most depressing Superman film I've ever seen. I've only and seen half of it because I just, I, it was, I it's just, it. he was <laughs> like, sad. hey, he, he was like, let's take Superman and bring him down to his, oh and it's like, God. can we see Superman stand tall first? No, we're just going to bring him to his knees immediately. Okay, well, in Batman versus Superman, can we see Superman stand tall? Now we're going to hit him over the head with a crowbar now that he's on his knees. <laughs> in Justice League, can we see it? Maybe he did have him finally stand tall. It shouldn't take six hours in movies, fucking seven hours, because Justice League is like a three-hour, or um, Batman vs. Superman is like a fucking three-hour movie. It shouldn't take you seven hours to finally see a happy Superman. 
I'm look, the Snyder Cut anyway, did not exist. Maybe it does now. Zack Snyder is not a good filmmaker. <laughs> Justice League Snyder Cut probably doesn't isn't even any good. Mike, Anyways. what are you tired of people bringing up? <laughs> I'm tired of all of this. What the hell, is Sean? I'm tired of people making fun of Zack Snyder. I'm tired of like. How long I've held this in? Just kidding. Months, years. I'm glad we could give you a platform to rant about. um, Yeah, there you go. Fan base probably. Yeah, love. Nobody liked it. Look, I'm just glad that I ended the Snyder Cut debate right there. (laughs) Okay. We're never gonna hear about it again. If that's how you feel. Um. Anything? Any last words, Mike or Sean? Before we move on. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, speaking of our overlords, we weren't, but here we are. Uh, Disney is pushing a heck of a lot of people for Best Supporting Actor and Actress um, Oscar nominations for Endgame. Uh, what do you guys think about this? They've pushed literally everyone. <laughs> literally <laughs> everyone. Basically everyone. What's her name? Um, nominated? But- um, the girl who plays uh, Akoya. Yeah, but she was in, like, two scenes. <laughs> yeah, but Brie Larson was in, like, two scenes. Yeah, that's true. So, which is... <laughs> Brie Larson still had a bigger role. Uh, Mike, do you want to take this first? Because I just yelled and, for, like, and, ten minutes. And, and, and yet, no best actor. No best director. No, because they're not... Go- no, best director you know- they are pushing for. They're pushing the Russo brothers for best director. Okay. They will win. That's, I don't know why they're doing that, but... I, I, I don't know they why they should. Oh. I, every, oh, okay. Everything that the Russo brothers accomplished uh, is not taken into account when you think about Best Director. Like, what they did is they made this movie. Like, it's not the actual direction of the movie that's impressive. It's the fact that they were able to make this movie in such a short amount of time. Make and that's not what's judged. Exactly. But you can't, you can't judge that with Best Director. That's not yeah. part of it, uh, you know? Yeah. So everything that's, like, they deserve an award. Uh, I don't think Best Director is that award, though. What about Best Picture? Uh, yeah, I think it'll get nominated. Oh, well, mm, I don't know if it'll get nominated. I think it should get nominated. If Return of the it King should. got nominated, I think this should get nominated. And if Black nominated. Panther got nominated, why not yeah. another well, Marvel Panther, movie? I think, I think Black Panther was a lot more culturally relevant than I this was. Black Panther, like, as a movie as a whole... Like, yeah. I think that's why it got it, but I feel like Endgame will get the nom- or should get the nomination based on, like, everything. Yeah. Like, what it stands for, it, what the Russo brothers I mean, did. Like, yeah. just... That's best picture. And the story. I mean, the story's alright, but there's like so it. many other elements. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I don't think it'll win. Nor I don't, I don't think, think it, it should win, win either. Uh, but, um, I don't think it stood a chance. I... Th- Put, putting RDJ in Best Supporting Actor was the smartest thing that they've done. Uh, yeah. He did not stand a chance at getting nominated in Best Actor. It's just too full of a field this year. Oh, okay. I, think, I think he'll get. I think he'll get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, okay. Do you I think, think he'll any... be the only one? Yes. I, um. If anybody else gets nominated, it will be Karen Gillan in Best Supporting Actress. But I think even that's a stretch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that. I think Zoe Saldana could also, uh, arguably. Mm deserving but i don't think i don't i if anybody it'll be uh robert downey jr or karen Gillen. and i think robert downey jr has a much better shot than karen gillen right Agreed. yeah there were um, some people 
So we have um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, and Don Cheadle. I do not understand the Don Cheadle one. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think Josh Brolin should have been nominated last time. Yeah. I don't – this is – like that was Thanos' movie. Yeah. This really wasn't, I, which was good. I mean it's what you needed to do for this one. But I, I don't see why Josh Brolin – did they push for him last year? I don't believe so. Because I feel like I think they were pushing any, Black Panther all probably, the way. Probably. Yeah. Which also I, I don't think he got nominated, but uh Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. Great. He that was a great performance. Yeah. yeah. He didn't get nominated. I don't think they were pushing for him either. I don't know. I feel I like if you're gonna push for anybody, it should have been him. It would have been him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I think best supporting actor is the best field for Robert Downey Jr. I think it's the only possible yeah. nomination that they'll get in the acting categories. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll get the best director nomination. I think that's kind of, again, I just think that the things that they should be awarded for aren't in that category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they did say on the show that, uh, Roxy or someone said that they felt like Disney might be not be doing the best choice by nominating so many people. Um, if they're really trying to get someone to win, do you guys agree with that? Do you think it was a mistake for them to put up literally everyone? <laughs> no. It's logical for them to do that because everyone had their chance to perform well in that film. And you yes. could highlight a good performance from that film from each actor or actress. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw Mike tweeted while we were going on about oh. <laughs> I was um, I heard- Oh, you saw my tweet, huh? Yeah, me too. Um, uh, no, no show people. No, I kidding. was going on to Letterboxd to look at my movies that I've seen this year because uh, I was going to say I don't like. I think it was fine for them to nominate every or to try and get everybody nominated because, like, I I think Robert Downey Jr. has the best chance. Yeah, for sure. I still think that that's a pretty low chance. Yeah, because I, I just think like. I think Sam Rockwell is probably going to get nominated for Jojo Rabbit. And I, I love Shia. him. So. I, I could see Shia LaBeouf getting nominated for Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, I think they're not. I think they're running Brad Pitt in supporting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He'll definitely get nominated. That's oh, three. I forgot about um, that movie. Uh, I think so. You've got two spots left there. Uh, Matt Damon or Christian. I think Matt Damon is going in support. Or maybe they're both going for no, lead. Oh yeah, for. Lead. Okay, maybe somebody else in that movie. There's just so many more movies coming out. Um, yeah, it's yeah. the competition yeah, is gonna be really I, tight. Yeah, I just I don't think any of them will make best supporting actor or actress. I think Robert Downey Jr. has the best chance. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I to be honest, if I were picking, uh, I wouldn't put him in there. I wouldn't. I thought it it's a fine performance. Like honest, it's it's fine. I don't think it's yeah. Oscar worthy. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's Oscar worthy in another year. Yes. Yeah, it all it all depends on what the competition is. I just think this year there's been so many. Like I've watching the farewell. Um, there's somebody I want to get nominated in there that I know, but the uncle in from the farewell. I think that was like maybe one of the best supporting performances I've seen all year, and I don't think he's going to get nominated. But Mm. haven't seen it. Want to it's a, it's a love fa- Aquafina? It's, it's a fantastic. She's amazing. She she's gonna get nominated uh, for best actress. 
I, I definitely think so. Well, any last thoughts on our overlords, Disney? Uh, <laughs> Scarlett, Johan- Scarlett Johansson's not going to get nominated for Endgame, but I think it's a chance she'll get a double nomination in Best Supporting Actress and Best Actress for Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. Ah. That's your prediction? Because um, uh, I think she's at a career best in Jojo Rabbit. So I think she'll definitely get Best Supporting Actress nomination for that. And if she's as good as people are saying she is in Marriage Story, I could see her getting Best Lead Actress for that. And that would be pretty insane. Huh. Looking forward to that. Make sure you listen to Claytor FYC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I need to listen to the episode they dropped today. Definitely. Very yep. into it. So it finally. Most of it. Oh. Okay, well, finally, wrapping up this episode, wrapping up this week, it was Josh McCuga's last show on Thursday for now. Um, we wish him the best of luck with him going out on his show. Still have no idea what it is. Super excited about it. Um, do we have any favorite Mukuga moments from the show, from any collider or anything at all? The us moment. <laughs> The, the us, us moment, moment was yeah or, oh my or smd either oh, us SMD. or smd yes. oh were, yeah good. i when when ken came in and uh, man i i teared up a little bit i'm yeah, sad to see him go even though yeah. he's uh even though we know he'll be back um i yeah i don't know it's sad to see makuga go yeah i, I love makuga he's yeah. he's the man i mean i i aspire to I aspire to be the Makuga, and I'm the like the man. guy, the mild, the man. wild man, the wild, And sometimes I'll be mild, you know. I'm the, the mild man. <laughs> so sometimes I'm wild. Oh, I can't wait to see their um, they're dropping uh the Wildberries match next week for Schmodown. So, oh be- man, I can't wait to see that. Oh, <laughs> Makuga, I love you. <laughs> now, I'll watch that one. I'm catching up, guys. I'm ca- I'm slowly <laughs> catching up. No, I'm not. I'm so behind. <laughs> oh, so, God, so Sarah, you need I'm to so catch behind. up. Are you behind, too? Oh, I'm so behind. Oh, How my God. Behind you? I have no idea. I'm literally in, like, July. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm oh. before the tournament. Like, I'm probably I'm... back there. Oh, my God, you guys. Yeah, I'm really far behind. Our, our Carter Pirates at SEN Live are going to be like, are you guys not watching the Schmodown? What the hell? Yeah, well, well, this is an SEN live, all right. This is yeah. We don't have to talk about Schmodown anymore. <laughs> In fact, yeah. we're not gonna talk about Schmodown. <laughs> well, my favorite Josh Mancuga moment. Um, it's not from this show. It's from oh. the Schmoes No Show. I only think of this because I just watched the clip that someone posted about when he tried to kill um, Mark Ellis with the hot sauce. Great moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, that one. I mean, that just made me really miss uh, the Schmobile kind of vibe. But, you know, <laughs> not the show. It's fine. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Josh yeah. trying to kill people. I also really liked um, him on TV Talk. I know our producer, um, <laughs> Josh, has different feelings about <laughs> TV Talk. But I really like Josh Makuga. I still and- listen to TV Talk with him. Me so. too. I love his rant when he went off on Supergirl, and which got him allegedly fired. From oh yeah, that's right. That, that one I still, remember. That one. Oh, one of the best. 
getting fired when Napzok was like today when Napzok was like <laughs> we got fired together I, when when I when I unfortunately got the producer job and yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time Makuga's like when he luckily got the producer job. <laughs> oh man oh man great well good luck Makuga um we love you and we'll follow, I mean, I love you. I don't know. We'll follow, we'll follow your career. I'm excited for this show. Um, I hope it's something I'll watch. I don't know. I can't imagine. It's gotta be something with like food or alcohol, right? Like, I think that's what we said. Yeah. I believe from what I understand, it's called happy hour and it's going to be him traveling to restaurants and bars and checking out the happy hours. He already did uh, a pilot for that though. Yeah. That's, that's what up. the. That's, That's what being... the theory was that it was getting picked up now. Uh, but, I mean, who? I mean, we don't know we'll for see. sure. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, we'll watch it regardless mm-hmm. what it is because we'll support you, Makuga, through every which way. Every which way. Well, awesome. that's going to be the end of our show here. Um, I'm really bad at ending shows, so let's go with Sean. Sean, where can find you. Shit, I wasn't ready. Um, okay, you can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Uh, we are, I, I'm sure they did a promo for it in the break, maybe. We recorded the promo. I don't know if it'll be in here, but um, Jay Wade and uh, occasionally Kaylin and I are doing a uh, Mandalorian recap show every week. That'll start up mm, sometime after the first episode comes out next week. Uh, and then every episode thereafter. And also, Mike and I do a Power Rangers podcast. You can follow that on Twitter at Go Into the Grid. And Mike, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Nixtape. And make sure you follow, uh, find that tweet I tweeted during the show as they're talking yes. about Harry Potter. There's a little uh, Easter egg <laughs> for you. Easter, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at SCBOC. So it's S S E A B O C K. You can also find this show on the Merkwood and Movie Blog feed on all your podcast uh, feeds, Anchor, Apple. Just go to Anchor. It's so much easier. <laughs> um, yep. That's going to be the end of us here. Please join us next week as we recap even more craziness. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on my ending. Bye. <laughs> it's a, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work, we'll work on, on it. it. We'll work. I get nervous and I like jump the shark yes. and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, I gotta end it.